The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Are you happy you're here? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm happy I'm here. Now look back and say, I'm happy you're here. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. So what I want to help you to do is be even happier and more fulfilled in your life than you are right now. But before I do that, I have to ask, do you believe you have the potential for your life to be better? Is there room for improvement? And it's a beautiful thing if you think that I don't know if there is, Shaleen, because it's really, really good. But I believe that what makes us feel so alive is growth. What makes us feel so alive and excited every day is knowing that we could be better, knowing that there's more. And it's really hard to relate to these people who are just okay with just okay. It's so hard to relate. Like, there's so much more you could be. And it's not to say that you're dissatisfied. But it's exciting to have growth. It's exciting to realize that there are things that you could be doing better. You could be a better person. You could be happier. You could be more fulfilled. So I want to help you take an inventory of that. Okay? So here's what we're going to do today. I want you, as I list out each one of these areas, I want you to score it on a scale of 1 to 10 based only on how you feel this area is going for you. Like, so if you're disappointed, then you're going to score yourself lower, like near a one, two, three, four, five, etc. Ten is like it could not be better. Okay. The only number I'm not going to allow you to use tonight seven. is a seven. Yeah. So you're going to be forced to either make it a six or an eight. All right. Now, this is not a number based on what society thinks. Like, if you're loving your body, I am not asking you to compare yourself to an Instagram model or society standards. If you are newly divorced and I ask you to rate how you feel about romance and love right now, and you're like, I have never been more in love with myself and I'm so happy to be alone, then you give yourself a higher score. Okay? This is just your score. I don't need anybody else to look at it. Ready? All right. So, your first area. Your physical health. Just the physical. Okay, that can be internal as well as external. Physical. Next, score your mental well-being. Your ability to handle stress. What's going on? How you feeling? Your happiness. Y'all need to do this. All right, all right, all right. Look at these boys, compliant. Um, next, your environment and surroundings. So this can be your home, it could be your car, it could be your workspace, but it's like your physical environment. It might be your bedroom, but like it's the space where you live, where you work, where you 
hang out where you exist. The physical, not the people, but the environment. Now I want you to score this area I like to call things you do for pure joy. Things that are restorative. Maybe it's hobbies, maybe it's painting, maybe it's just reading a book. Like, but the things you do just because it recharges your battery and you do it because you love it. Maybe it's singing, maybe it's comedy, maybe it's dancing, maybe it's spending time with your friends just laughing, but you, there's no purpose behind this except to refuel your tank. The way you want to score this is how satisfied are you with that right now? So if you're like, I don't have enough pure joy, I'm not getting enough of it, or you're like, you know what, actually I do, I'm doing a pretty good job and I, I don't need more, I don't need less, it's just right. Some people just don't want it, don't need it. In which case you would score it high. All right, next would be romantic love. How connected you are romantically to someone or not, right? So again, you can score this as a 10 if you're like, I'm not romantically attached to anyone and that's how I want it to be right now. This is good. This is a time where I shouldn't be in a romantic relationship because I'm trying to figure out my own stuff. But like at this moment, that area of your life, are you dissatisfied or satisfied? And on what range? Okay. The answer is it's up to you. Like, are you good with it? or you're not okay with it, right? And by the way, if you're in a relationship with your significant other, it's not uncommon for people to score this low because they want it to be better, which isn't to say that you're saying anything negative about your relationship. You're saying it's really important to me and I want it to be better. So don't feel like, oh, I don't want my husband to see it, but I'm gonna score that a four. That might just mean that this is so important to me that I believe that we could be better, maybe remove stress from our lives or, or take more vacations together, whatever it is, you believe that there's room for improvement. All right, next, friends and family. But that's not your significant other. And by that I mean, you know, the people by choice and the people who have inserted themselves into your life. But how do you feel about that? Like, are you spending enough time with them? Is it fulfilling? Is it draining? Is it upsetting? Does it uplift you? Is that where you refuel your tank? Is that where you feel accepted and loved? Or is this the person or the people where you need to establish some boundaries? And just because you are related by blood doesn't necessarily give them the right to be in your life and have as much power as you're giving them. Like just generally think about, when I think about my friends and family, how does that make me feel right now? Am I satisfied or dissatisfied? Could it be better? Next is your financial situation. Again, your standards. How do you score that? At this very moment today, how do you feel about your financial situation? What is it making you feel? Is there room for improvement? Could it be better? Are you completely satisfied with it? Again, you know, two people, a couple who share a bank account, one might score it a lot lower than another because it doesn't feel safe to you or it doesn't feel like enough to you. So it's really your own individual score. Next is your significance, your significance. How do you feel about your significance in this world? Your purpose maybe? Your work, like how important are you? Scale of one to 10. Spirituality, 
And lastly, growth. How do you feel about your growth? Personal growth. All right, all of our categories have been scored? Excellent. Now, don't be surprised if the area that's most important to you, you may have scored the lowest or some of the lowest. So take a look at your list. And I want you to identify the one or two areas that you scored the lowest and just identify them. Put them asterisk by it if you're on your phone or circle it if you're writing this on a list. And out of curiosity, are there any of you in the audience who you scored the areas that are most important to you some of the lowest? That's a good thing. It's a good sign. It's a good sign. You're saying it's so important to me that I have a higher standard than what I'm living up to right now. I've got really big expectations. I know I can do better because this area is important to me. All right. So identify the area that you scored the lowest and which you have the ability to work on right now. I say that because sometimes people say, well, I scored my physical appearance the lowest, but I'm also nine months pregnant. So, you know, nature has to take its course. Of the areas you scored the lowest, which one do you believe? I've actually, I've got, I'm in a position right now where I could improve this area. All right. So please raise your hand once you have found that area. Identify that area. I'm going to wait till all hands are up. I want you to pick one area that you're going to, you're going to make this your primary focus. Excellent. Okay, cool. So look at that area for a second. Really just spend some time looking at this. I call this an area of key priority and it's a season. It doesn't mean you have to focus on it indefinitely. But in this season, may I ask of those of you who raise your hand, how many of you feel like this might be why I feel a little off? Hands up. Hands up. Yes. So, so many of you. And sometimes we don't realize that we can't put our finger on it. We just go, I don't know what it is, but I feel a little lost. I feel a little off. I don't know what it is. I'm happy, I think, but something's a little off. And think about all these areas, how often we just keep doing the one that's so easy for us. You know, and, and for me, the one that I always score the highest is the one that I keep spending the most time on. And it's not even that important to me. It's like not, but it's easy. It's easy. And it's the areas that are the most important to us that are the hardest. But if you want to feel differently, if you want to feel better, if you want to be happier, you know, I hear people say this all the time. They say, I don't know. I feel a little lost right now. I don't know what I'm going to do next. I don't know what I should do next. I feel like there's something more. I'm trying to find myself. I'm trying to figure out what to do next. And I think we ask ourselves that question thinking it's going to just come to us or it's supposed to be a job or it's supposed to be this big opportunity or we're going to make our big splash. But I don't think most people do what you just did and go, well, let me look at all the areas. We just feel like something's off and we charge ahead and we just keep doing and doing and doing and we kind of numb ourselves because if I'm doing, then at least I'm trying, but we haven't stopped to go, but what is off? What area am I ignoring and I actually have control? 
because you do have the ability to make dramatic changes. But if you want your life to look different than it does, if you want to feel different than you do right now, you've got to make some radical changes. And you've got two ways to do that. You ready? You can either change the narrative or lower your expectations. And both are fine. It's up to you. But if you're disappointed in an area, if you're disappointed about something, is it because you've set expectations too high or unrealistically? Or you're focused on the wrong thing and you need to change that narrative? Or you just need to decide it's worth putting in the effort? Because it takes a lot of discipline and effort. And y'all, it requires you taking inventory. You need a plan. This isn't going to get better with you just continuing as is. Because if you just continue as is, you're going to get the same numbers. And those important areas that feel like they're a little bit off, they're going to be exactly the same six months from now. But if you make a plan, you guys, you're not going to believe how much easier this is to feel completely different. Now, I know a lot of people say... Balance isn't a thing. There's no such thing as balance. I think it depends on how you define it. I believe we feel balanced when the things that are important to us are where they're supposed to be. I'm not saying that every area of my life I'm putting the equal amount of time and effort in. What I'm saying is things feel out of balance when we're putting in a whole bunch of effort in an area that isn't even that important to us. And that's when things feel really out of balance. So the next thing I'm going to ask you to do, because I told you you're going to do work tonight, the next thing I'm going to ask you to do is take a look at that area and start with me making improvements. The first thing I want you to ask yourself is what you need to do less of to improve this area. What do you need to do less of? Can we just take a moment to say thank you for our show sponsor, Sleep Number? You know, because there's a lot of folks out there who are doing podcasts that you have to pay for. $5 an episode, $20 an episode. You know who's paying for our episodes? Sleep Number. They are our sponsors today of the show. Because as you know, I'm not going to talk to you about something unless I actually use it and love it. And I talked about Sleep Number long before Sleep Number ever became a sponsor of the show. So this isn't like, oh, hey, we want to advertise on your show. So can you pretend like you use this thing? No. Brett and I have been sleeping on a Sleep Number bed for 17 years. Well, technically not the same bed. And really, that's just because I heard about their new version, the Sleep Smarter 360 version, which allows you to have separate temperature controls. And I was like, okay, we need that one because I like my side of the bed to be freezing cold. Here's the thing about a regular mattress, you get these deep valleys and then high areas once you've slept on it for more than a couple of years, right? Our 17-year-old sleep number bed is perfectly fine. We just wanted to upgrade to the new one. So we moved the older one into a guest bedroom and now we've got the new version. And the reason why I tell you about this is because I know you want to live a happier, healthier, fuller life. And in order to do that, you need great sleep. So I encourage you to go visit a Sleep Number store so you can lay on a bed and you should definitely pop in during their Memorial Day special because you'll save $1,000 on a new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. 
which is amazing because it gives you that temperature balancing comfort. You can find a Sleep Number store. They have over 575 different locations nationwide across the nation. Go to sleepnumber.com forward slash Shalene. Now listen, if you do this, if you go into one of their stores and you lay down on the bed, if you don't take a picture of it and send it to me on Instagram, then it didn't happen. Again, it's sleepnumber.com forward slash Shalene. Test out your numbers. At the moment, Brett is sleeping at a number 60 and I am sleeping at a number 45. Some people have a sleep number that never changes. Ours changes all the time. That's what we're currently at based on how our bodies feel. All right, enjoy. Back to the show. Next, what do you need to do differently with your time? It may be the same thing for some of you, but what specifically should you be doing? So write some notes. What do I need to do specifically differently with my time to improve this area? So what I'm asking you to do is brainstorm everything you can think of that will help improve this area and be brutally honest. And that may mean doing things that you don't want to do, things you've been putting off, things that are uncomfortable. It may mean shifting the way you spend your time. It may mean confronting some areas that you've just been like, oh, trying to ignore for so long. It may mean getting out of your comfort zone. I need you to list at least five other things that you can do, you need to do if you're gonna improve this area. I mean, I need you to think about things that you, you need to think differently about, skills you might need to adopt, accountability that you might need to bring into your life, a coach, scheduling, planning, habits, therapy, Whatever it is, like I need you to really be hardcore on yourself right now and go, these are the things that I, I know I need to do. Who do you need to listen to? Who do you need to surround yourself with? Think about this area. What needs to change? And I need you to list some action items. Because this area is important to you. The life that you want to live, and when you really boil it down, when I talk to people and they'll say, you know, I've got this idea and for whatever reason I'm afraid to put it out there or I think I want to do this next or I don't know, I feel like something's missing. No matter what it is, if I talk to people, if it's like I want to lose weight or I want to make more money, no matter what it is, I want to have children, I want to find a man, I want to, I want to get divorced, I want to lose this man, like whatever it is. When, if you keep asking people why, why, why is that important to you? Why? Why? And you keep peeling away the layers at its core, we all have the same why. It's two things. We want to feel important. We want to feel significant, at least to someone. And we want to be happy. Those two things can pretty much boil everything back down to that. I met this woman last weekend and she said, you know, I just, I just feel lost. I'm not sure who it is I was meant to be, but like this isn't it. And I'm, I'm settling. And I said, well, what do you want to do? Who do you want to to be, like when you grow up, like what do you picture yourself as? And she said, I picture myself as you. I want to be you when I grow up, but like I don't want to do the lashes and the makeup and the hair and the shoes. And, and I said, but then you don't want to be me because this is me. And why would you want to be me? Like you were born to be you, but like why would you want to be me? And she said, you just seem happy. I said, well then, isn't it you just want to be happy? 
And she said, yeah, I guess so. I said, so what's your dream? And she went back to, to me. She goes, well, I think I want to do exercise videos like you. And I think, I think I'd love to have a podcast and I'd love to speak. And, and I said, okay, again, you know, why? What, what calls you to do that? Because I know why I got involved in those things. What calls you to do that? And she said, I just feel like it would make me really happy. And I understand that, but I don't think she's given herself permission to dream and to understand what it is she's called to do. And we're called to service others, I believe. And I think we get too focused on how someone else has done it and how someone else has arrived. And then we start like kind of copying them and we're like, well, there's the blueprint and I'm not exactly like them. And gosh, you know, I guess I better wait until I lose more weight or I get my teeth fixed or I, I guess I better wait until I fill in the blank, I get older or I guess I better wait until I get, I look younger. Whatever it is, we have all these things. That we're, the reason why it's not working out because we're looking at someone else's blueprint. But honestly, if you want something different for your life, it just really requires figuring that out and asking yourself, what is it I can help others in? What pain have I been through? Normally, I mean, a lot of people, if you want to talk about significance, I believe that the difficult things that have been placed in your life, the only other way to just explain them, why they would have happened to you, is because God has a plan for your life to have significance, to help someone else realize they're gonna get through it. They're gonna be okay. They're going to make it. To show them that there's another way. To light the way, it's like being a Sherpa. You know, you've been on the path before. And now it's your responsibility, I believe, to serve others and to show them how to do that. But you have to understand it's gonna be hard and you can't start servicing others until you've been through it. But you better take some good notes on your way there. So if you're in the middle of your struggle, you better be taking some notes because by the time you get through it, you're not gonna remember the struggle. You're not gonna remember how hard it was. So if you're in it right now, change your perspective. Instead of focusing on disappointment, focus on appreciation. Appreciate that you're in this because it is making you stronger. It is fortifying you. If you have a parent who was a horrible parent, in fact, they don't even deserve that title, you should thank them. You should be appreciative for everything that they put you through because you wouldn't be so freaking awesome if that hadn't happened. You wouldn't be an inspiration to your friends. You wouldn't be the person you are today. You wouldn't have what you have to offer if it weren't for the things you had to get through. You would not have your fabric. You would not have that tenacity that draws people to you, that people say, I don't even understand how you did this. I mean, I'm so inspired by those stories. And if it's too painful for you to talk about and help others with it, then you need to get into therapy. Because it's not serving anyone by you being afraid of it. And if you're not through it and you need help getting through it, then get that help to get through it and take some notes about the process because eventually you're gonna feel called to help somebody else through it. And it doesn't have to be that big. You know, sometimes when I 
talk about this with people. They say, well, you know, I haven't had any traumas in my life or, you know, I, I really haven't had anything major. I don't have like a major story. And I say, well, that's just because you're not thinking about it. You're not willing to go there because we all do. But start with what you are comfortable helping people with. You know, for me initially, that was fitness. Actually, initially it was selling cars. Like that was the first thing I wanted to help people with because it was a struggle. Now that's not profound. That's not like, you know, people are like, that's your purpose. No, I think we step into significance when we help others figure out what we've had to figure out. We try to show them the way, share our answers. But then eventually it became fitness. And that might seem kind of like a shallow thing, right? But for me it was, I wanted a way to feel that incredible high. And exercise felt so daunting and so hard. And I associated it with sports and always getting, you know, cut. I married this incredible athlete, but for me, I wanted to be good at sports. I desperately wanted to be good at sports because I, I knew that that must feel really good. It must feel amazing to be picked first and to have this physical ability, but everything I tried, I was pretty bad at or just okay. And I went out for the, I remember going out for the girls basketball team in a small town where everyone should make the team. <laughs> and they cut one girl. Hi. It was a girl in the Go-Go's t-shirt and the pink scrunch socks. That'd be me. One of these things is not like the other. And I got cut from the girls' freshman basketball team. And I just remember thinking, God, what must it feel like to just dribble that ball the way they do and to just have total control of your body like that? It must feel like such a high, you know? Because the only time I didn't feel like that is when I was around everybody else. But... Once I started like doing things by myself, like dancing and lip syncing and doing these performances, literally in middle school and high school, I was like, that, this is what, it's like music and dance and this movement, this makes me feel something so incredible. It's like a, it's a drug, it's an escape. And I want other people to feel that. I want people who, who maybe they weren't picked first and they never experienced the high of the right song and music, like watching these three on stage, I was just having a heart attack because I know what that feels like. And I wanted other people to feel that where the music is telling you what to do and your body is just, it's working with you, not against you, and you're not thinking about anything else. I wanted people to feel that. But then eventually, there was a new struggle in my life. And that struggle was figuring out how to deal with my own beliefs that I wasn't good enough. I didn't have any value unless I was working or making people money. And so I felt like I always had to work and I always had to create things and I always had to make money for people. It's an acceptable addiction, right? Like we shame people if they have a porn addiction or an addiction to gambling or a drug addiction. But frankly, I believe that our addiction to work is just as damaging on relationships and the family. We all know someone whose parent was a workaholic and there's neglect and nothing hurts a child like neglect. And that was my addiction, you know, and, and Brett's addiction was gambling. 
and he was gambling and I was working and these two addictions fed each other because if you have someone who needs to spend a lot of money and gamble a lot of money, that's perfect for someone who wants to make a lot of money. So we were like in this very, very unhealthy, little did we realize it, codependent, addictive relationship. And so much of it boiled down to stress success. You know, just surviving, just go, 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 go. And we didn't know how to stop and say, you know what, we need written policies for our relationship, for what's important to us, how we are supposed to spend our time. We need to put this in writing because if we don't, it's real easy when those amazing opportunities come your way, you just go, we got to get this while it's beginning's good. We got to take this while things are on fire. This might not happen again. We got to do this now because it, we might not get this chance again later. And if we hadn't done that early in our marriage, uh, when the children were young, it would have been pretty devastating, I think, to our kids. Because all those opportunities come. And I, we're so blessed because we had that policy. Every time we negotiated with a company, we could say to them, thank you for this offer. Here's what we need to make sure you're clear on. We will not be doing events. We, we won't be traveling. We won't be doing appearances. We won't be doing X number of projects. We, won't, we can't commit to doing X number of photo shoots. We can't commit to whatever it is. I mean, there were times when television shows we were up for and that really can stroke a person's ego. Like I was really excited about that. But then we had to ask the questions, how often would we have to be away? What would happen if there was an appearance and on that day I found out our son was getting an award or our daughter needed us at school? Would we be able to say no? Would we be able to decline? And the answer was no. So then the, our answer was very simple. It wasn't a difficult decision. But that was a really difficult thing to get through, you know, to recover from our addictions and to keep our marriage together. And once that happened and we got through it, not while we were in it, but once we got through it, we felt called to help other people do that. And we started mentoring couples and we started teaching people that actually you don't have to wait until you reach rock bottom to figure out how to unstress your life, how to have what we call smart success. And each and every difficult, challenging season in our lives, we've turned into a way to help and serve others. And you can do the same, and you should. So my question for you is, why are you accepting anything less? Because your life will give you exactly what you're willing to settle for. What are you settling for? And what do you know you want? Because if that's what you want, and you're willing to put in the work to get there, it can be yours. You need a plan. But before we go there, I wanna give you a really important meter that I think so few people realize until they get there, because I want you to focus on the right things, and that is a feeling, as opposed to what you think it's gonna do for you. Because money will not bring you happiness. It can get you out of a lot of trouble. Things aren't gonna bring you happiness. 
Status doesn't bring you happiness. I mean, how many celebrities do you know that are just freaking miserable? You know, and they just, they don't love their lives. Social media is not going to make you happy. Recognition isn't going to make you happy. Recognition is very different from significance. Significance comes from inside. Significance does not come from other people. Significance is when you say to yourself, when you lay your head down at night, I matter to some people. I'm helping people. Whether they know it or not, I don't need the accolades. I don't need an award ceremony. I don't need for you to know me, but I know. He knows. I have significance. That comes from inside. Each one of these areas now, for those of you who selected one, and I hope everyone did, now I want you to think of the word you want when you think of this area. So for me, I'll give you an example. When it comes to physical strength, pick a word. It might be strength. It might be fit. It might be healthy. Maybe you selected environment as your area that you want to improve upon. What's the word you want? When, when everything is right, what is the feeling you will have? For Brett and I, the word was when we felt that way, when things were really, really stressful, I always had a stomach ache. I always felt a little nervous, always a little on edge, always like I can't rest, I can't take a breath, I've got to be on high alert at all times because I could feel his tension and that meant I need to work more. And all the more I was bearing myself into work, the more he was bearing himself into his addiction. And it was so, um, I, I can't describe it other than just this feeling of, of upheaval at all times, even when we looked like we were resting. And the word that I wanted was peace. So look at the area that you scored the lowest and what word, what emotion, what do you want to feel when this is how you'll know? This is how you'll know you've reached a level that you're satisfied with, that you're happy with, that you're content with, that you haven't settled. What is that word? What is that feeling? Whatever your word is, focus on that word because that's how you'll know that you've reached that level where you should feel in balance. But here's the thing. I find that often, wherever we've scored ourselves the lowest, it has to do with our narrative. Because the only thing standing in the way between you and what it is you deserve to feel, because you deserve to feel relief, you deserve to feel happiness, there is a narrative that we've been telling ourselves, a story that somehow that's not for us, that it will always be this way. I will always struggle with money. It is always going to be tougher for me. I have a bigger body. I always will, pe bad people find me. Whatever the, the narrative is, that's what's creating your ceiling. Whatever you believe to be true becomes your outcome. So I want you to know this. It starts with a plan. And if you want your life to be radically different, you need to take disciplined steps every day and do things differently or your life stays the same. 
you have to show up differently. It means you need to take a look at this area that you, you have scored lower and decide for yourself, I'm not settling for the feeling, the word that I feel right now. Because how many of you in that area, you're not happy with the, the word that comes to you now in this area? Hands up. Not happy with that word. You shouldn't be feeling that word. So here's the next thing you're going to do. You're going to make a list of all the things that are going on that are making you feel the word that you don't want to feel. What is it that's stressing you out? What is it that's taking all your time? Because you do have choice. You have got to be more creative. And I'm here to give you a little bit of tough love and say this. If someone else has done it before you, you can too. But you need to stop making excuses and looking at your obstacles because when that's what you focus on, that's what you run into. When you see possibility, when you begin to appreciate every negative thing, you appreciate it for what it is. Thank God this happened. Thank God I had a tough year. Thank God I'm struggling because it's going to show me a better way. It's always meant for you. Life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. You've heard that before. And the second you begin to shift and stop focusing on like, I can't believe this is happening. This sucks too. And as soon as you start realizing like, this is freaking awesome. I know it is. Somehow I'm going to figure it out. Everything changes. It is mindset. You know, Brett and I were listening to Tony Robbins video the other day and he goes, does this guy ever give you action steps or is it all rah-rah? And I said, you know what? I don't know anyone who's changed as many lives as he has because the focus is on mindset. The steps are great, but y'all know the steps. Someone's written a book on how to get you out of debt. Someone has created the fitness program that's going to change your body. Someone has created, there is a personal trainer out there that can whip you into the best shape of your life. There are people out there who are going to find you your perfect mate. There are solutions, but if you don't believe it's possible, it ain't going to happen. You have to start by changing your mindset. You either believe it's going to happen or it's not going to. It starts with two things, and I'm going to leave you with this. It starts with two things. Number one is you must believe that not only is it possible, but you have what it takes to make it happen. And if you don't, you need to figure out what needs to change so that you do believe that. Why is it you're settling? And number two, what you believe has to align with what you know is right. Because if your goals don't align with your beliefs, it won't happen. Or it'll happen and it won't feel right when you get there. See it all the time. People, they think they want to make this career change or they think they want to be this person or that person or, or that I'll be happy if I make this amount of money or I'll be happy if I reach this pinnacle or if I get this job or if I get this opportunity. Then they get there and they're still unhappy. And that's because it didn't align with their beliefs. But as soon as you realize that you have exactly what it takes and everything that's happened in your life has prepared you for this moment, 
and you let go of the people and the voices that still have power over you, anything is possible. Everything is possible. Everything is possible. Yeah. So that's what I want you to do. I want you to focus on this area. And my challenge to you is to spend the next 30 days doing one thing every single day that improves this area. Will you take that challenge? Yes. Will you report back to me? Yes. It would mean the world to me because I really do care about you and I, I want you to know, get one shot. Don't let your dreams, don't let what it is, that feeling that you want, that you deserve to have, don't let that die inside of you. God didn't put you on this planet for that. Why not you? I don't care what excuse you have in your head, you're wrong. You are not too old. You are not too young. You are not too heavy. You are not too thin. You are not too poor. You are not too rich. Whatever it is, there's somebody who is going to disprove that excuse, and it needs to be you. Ladies and gentlemen, I love you so much. It means the world to me that you're here with me tonight. I love you.